Coming up, we dive into Tuesday night's racing, including dominating wins for Corey Eliason and Timez, plus an emotional victory for Ryan Gustin. Let's go. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Last night at East Bay Raceway Park near Tampa, the All-Stars closed out their early season Southern Swing with another 30-lap main event. The feature turned into a very nice bounce-back win for Corey Eliason and that Rudine racing team. On Monday, Eliason caught the wall wrong late and ended up flipping that 26 machine, but the team was able to get it repaired and Eliason had a banner night leading all 30 laps en route to the victory. Nobody in the field ever really had anything for him. And behind the 26, Dylan Westbrook had a career night with the series, finishing second and grabbing his best ever finish. Westbrook is set to run the full ASCS schedule for the third time this year, but looked very strong with the 410 in the car last night. Monday's winner, Tyler Courtney, finished third. Parker Price Miller was good in fourth, and Anthony Macri completed the top five. Nice to see PPM have some good runs in between his cancer treatments as well. Definitely hope he can get a little healthier over the next month before the All-Stars get going again. Tanner Thorson picked up the Knights Hard Charger Award going 23rd to 9th. Aaron Reitzel and his Ridge team had more mechanical issues and ended up out of the event. I definitely think if that 8 car had been right, he would have been right in the mix both nights. He's always fast when they go to East Bay. And I realized after posting yesterday's show that I forgot to mention win picks for the All-Stars yesterday. So the formula had right till again. I went with Sunshine. Both of us 0-4-2 last night. I'm actually a little bummed that we won't see the All-Stars again until April. We had great car counts both night at East Bay. And I think we're set for a really fun year with this group. I do think Sunshine is the guy to beat again. But drivers like Eliason and Justin Peck and Zeb Wise and some of the other full-timers will keep him honest this season. The series kicks off their points-paying season on April 9th at Attica. We'll do a full-season preview and a full-timers update on the All-Stars as we get closer to their uh, points opener there at Attica. At Volusia last night, a very long night. The program was affected by multiple rain delays, and they didn't complete the Nike's action until after 2 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I don't know about you. I definitely did not stay up to watch it. If you stayed up to watch it, uh, more power to you. We had three really good divisions in, actions, but it, uh, in action, but it sucks with the weather because it just takes so much longer to get things completed on a night last night. Uh, with the Extreme Outlaw series, we lost Brady Bacon's team from the event after that Monday night crash, but not Bacon the driver. When Dennis Guile slowed in front of Bacon the night before, um, which led to Bacon's flip, the driveline actually came apart in Guile's car and unfortunately broke his foot. In the aftermath, Guile apologized to Bacon for the incident and then offered him his ride for Tuesday night. So during the day yesterday, Bacon got his seat fitted into the Guile 13 and didn't end up really missing a beat. The night's 30-lap feature was absolutely dominated by Thomas Meserell. Uh, he was driving that Dyson 20. He started second and was completely untouchable out front. Behind, though, we had some really good racing through the top 10. At the end, it was Bacon finishing second in that 13. Chase Stockin went 10th to 3rd. Robert Ballou was 4th. And CJ Leary completed the top 5 after winning on Monday night. Timez got himself a Gator and $10,000 for the win. Leary got the big Gator trophy for being the top finisher both nights. Obviously, just a little mini championship there. Jake Swanson ran in the top five all night, but had mechanical trouble late and ended up out of the event. Very good first two nights for the series. Hopefully, this is just a preview of, uh, of what's to come this season with the Extreme Outlaws. 
A uh, big hat tip to Casey Schumann and everyone at WRG for putting this deal together. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to some more high-level non-wing racing being featured this year. And I'm going to go ahead and add the two Extreme Series to the DirtTracker.com analytics database coming up. Once I get some more of those ASCS races entered, I'll go ahead and get these first two sprint car nights added. And we'll track these uh, two series all season as well. We'll see the sprint cars for the Extreme Outlaws in April at US 36 Raceway. And then the Midgets debut at Farmer City on April 1st. For the rest of the sprint car competitors, they get today off down in Florida, and then they've got the USAC sprint car season opener. That happens on Thursday over at Bubba Raceway Park. We'll have more on the USAC weekend on tomorrow's show. But before we move on to the other racing from Volusia last night, I'm curious where you stand on on-wing racing. My show got posted to YouTube a little bit late yesterday, uh, but with CJ Leary in the Extreme Series as kind of the headline on the show, the, it, it's done not very many views as of yesterday. Um, it's kind of the least viewed daily show I've had in at least three weeks or a month or maybe even longer. And I'm assuming that means fewer of my watchers are actually interested in the, non, uh, in the non-wing stuff versus the other stuff I talk about. And I'm wondering why that is. As a dirt racing fan, especially if you're an open wheel fan, what will it take to get you invested on that side? I think we've got some good characters in these series. I think the racing is fun to watch. I think they go to some really good racetracks. So what's kind of missing here for you? Is it a lack of kind of big marquee events? Is it the fact that some of these races don't pay as much as some of the other big uh, big events? Do we need more star power? Drop me a comment. Let me know where you stand on kind of non-wing racing in this country right now. In the night Super Dirt Car Series feature for the Big Block Modifieds, we got a really entertaining battle late in the going between Stuart Friesen and Peter Britton. The two swapped the lead multiple times with Britton out front with five laps to go. Over the final laps, though, Friesen just made a few less mistakes in lap traffic and was able to seize control with two laps to go. Britton wasn't able to make a late challenge, and it was Friesen earning his 10th career win at Volusia. Britton was second at the line after holding off Max McLaughlin. Jimmy Phelps was fourth, and Rich Scagliata was fifth. I feel like through these opening nights for the big blocks down south, we've been treated to some fun races. If you haven't checked out these cars yet, I definitely recommend doing so. If you're not watching them, you're definitely missing out. And then early this morning, the Dirt Car Lane models went green for their second and final feature of the week. Brandon Shepard and Tyler Millwood were on the front row together, with Shepard out to the early lead. Behind the Rocket 1, though, Ryan Gustin went 6th to 2nd on the opening lap and was looking for more. A caution near halfway gave Gustin the opening he needed, and on the restart, he was past B-Shep for the top spot. Later, with just a few laps left, Gustin held off Devin Moran to grab himself a Gator Trophy, $7,000, and his first ever win at Volusia. Afterwards, the Reaper was emotional in victory lane, having just lost friend and sponsor Leon Ramirez. The Ramirez family is obviously very big in dirt late model racing. They own Jimmy Owens' number 20 car as well. Certainly a tough time for all involved, but nice to see uh, Gustin get that win. Moran ended up second and kept his string of good finishes rolling along. Tanner English was third, Ashton Wenger fourth, and Tim McCready completed the top five. Under that halfway caution where Gustin eventually took the lead, we lost Brandon Overton, Ricky Thornton Jr., Frank Heckenass Jr., and Kyle Strickler all from the race. Some heavy hitters there with some unfortunate finishes. Looking forward, I'm wondering if this might just be what Gustin needed to really become a contender with the Outlaws. He still hasn't gotten that first series win yet, but last night was effectively an outlaw show. I picked him to get a win in 2021, and I think that first outlaw victory is probably very close for him and that team. And he'll have his first chance tonight as Dirt Car Nationals now switches over to outlaw nights for the rest of the event. We had 47 late models on Monday, 55 last night, and we could jump up a little bit more tonight, maybe upwards towards 60 cars. 
Uh, the Outlaw season started a few weeks ago at Volusia with Dale McDowell getting that opening night victory. Now that the series is off and rolling again, the question will remain if anyone can slow that Rocket House car for the Outlaw Championship. I think the answer right now is definitely no, uh, especially with what we saw from Shepard through those opening Lucas nights where he was so fast and picking up all those wins. But obviously we'll see what plays out. Anything can always happen. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula likes Shepard tonight, and that's certainly not a bad pick. He was fast last night early before fading to 8th at the end. I'm going to go with Moran as my pick. He's been so strong through this opening month, and he won the Big Gator at Volusia last season. He should continue to be fast tonight and through the rest of the week. The program tonight at Volusia should move along a little bit quicker. No sprint cars, and hopefully no weather should mean a much earlier finish time. It's been nice to see the track really come around and no longer be a uh, topic of conversation there as well. If you want to watch live tonight, Dirt Vision has you covered with your Fast Pass. Elsewhere in the Dirt Racing Podcast world, Wing Nation has Dave Blaney this week. The Dirt Nerds have Greg Watson. Forward Bite is back with Adam Logan. Passing Points has JJ Hickel. And there is a new episode of The Dirt Reporters. To see the full list of Dirt Racing Podcasts and episodes, hit up dirttracker.com slash podcasts. And there are two shows on the streaming schedule today. Dirt Vision has the World of Outlaws, Late Models, and Super Dirt Car Series from Volusia, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>